This is KDXI St. George, Radio St. George at 100.3 FM. And we now present to you On the Arts, an hour of discussion and discovery about the arts in St. George and Southern Utah. And now your hosts for On the Arts, Michael and Christina Harding. Good afternoon, Southern Utah. This is Michael Harding. And uh, unfortunately, my co-host, Christina, she is still under the weather today, so she sends her apologies. She was under the weather for the Seattle sunshine that we had uh, two days ago, and now she's under the weather with the sun. So we hope she gets better. We hope that she feels our good thoughts out there. Now, my name, as I mentioned, is Michael Harding. I've been here a little over 10 years in southern Utah, and I have to tell you, I'm in a little bit of awe over the number of people whose names I've heard but I have not yet met here in southern Utah. And these are prominent names in the arts. These are people who do theater. These are musicians who perform either in solo concerts or perform in ensembles. There are a lot of ceramicists and painters around here. There are a lot of people who do the actual administration of things like art galleries and theaters and concert halls and such. A lot of people to get to know. We've even had people like folk storytellers, folklorists on here, people who do things that I wasn't necessarily familiar with in general. And it's been an absolute pleasure to get to know them. That is the purpose of this show, the purpose of On the Arts, and also to blow the lid off of all of these little artistic secrets that we have here in St. George that are available to us, not only as opportunities for us to go to as audience (coughs) members, but also as participants. There are so many ensembles and organizations you can join. Of course, close to my heart is theater. The community theaters around here have a ton of wonderful opportunities. And they're even delving into the world that is known as professional theater. And we're going to actually talk about that just a little bit today. What is the difference? Is there a difference? What's the difference between regional theater versus local theater versus national theater? And this, I think, is very important as we look at what the arts are, what is available to us, and a question that constantly intrigues me. So I'm very much looking forward to talking about that. But we also have varying levels of music groups. And by levels, I am not talking about quality. I'm talking about experience. Uh, Various groups that are very professionally put together and that everything is ordered and they have administration and such. And then we have the groups of musicians who they're just out to make some music and they create some pretty impressive stuff. As well, we've got painters who put their stuff on display and are known nationally. We also have painters that are a little more hesitant to bring their work out and show it in public. There are a lot of different kinds of people here, a lot of different kinds of artists, and this show is all about getting to know them. Now, we have in the studio today somebody who I've actually seen perform before, actually has performed with my wife, Christina, in a production of Annie at St. George Musical Theater. And I've heard this gentleman's name for quite a while now because of his associations with Brigham's Playhouse. And, of course, Brigham's Playhouse is a theater that we have represented here on the show before. We've had Jamie Young, who is the artistic director and the uh, executive producer. Am I correct on that, Dale? Yeah, and the owner. And uh, the owner of uh, Brigham's Young. And I'm going to ask you to get a little closer to the mic there. Very good. And we've also had several actors and performers from there. We have... A special guest today in that he is not just an actor. He is not just a performer in general. He is not just a director. He is not just a stage manager. An all-around great guy, as far as I understand, and has actually delved into a lot of the areas of theater and is actually going off to school 
in the fall. And that's another thing I'm looking forward to talking about. Why go to school? How do you teach theater? How do you get all of this information on how to perform and how to put theater together? Anyhow, welcome to the studio, Dale Hoops. Hello. Thank you for having me. No excited. Pro- no slash problem. nervous. <laughs> That's where Christina was so excited to have you on the show. And she's been saying, we need Dale. We need Dale. We need Dale. And now, unfortunately, she's under the weather. But, uh, I know. Bummer. Well, hopefully, she's listening and she'll get better soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Getting our, our, our warm, positive vibes. Now, also, I hope she's watching on Facebook. That's my sloppy segue into the announcement that if you do want to see what these people talking on the radio actually look like and what do Christina and I look like, that may be a dissuasion to some, but I, I hope that you will actually take advantage. We are broadcasting live on Facebook at Radio Space St. Space George. Radio St. George. That's Radio Space ST Space George. You can see us streaming live right now to see our smiling, beautiful faces. Or you can also check in later. This show will be archived, as are all of the episodes of On the Arts over the past three seasons. I love to say that. We've had three seasons of On the Arts, and we're looking forward to season number four, which will start back in the fall. Now, please note we do have another week of broadcast after today's show, but only two more broadcasts for season three. And we have some guests that I think are going to be a lot of fun for next week. Now, not only can you check us out on Facebook, but you can also check us out on YouTube. Just type in On the Arts with Michael and Christina Harding. And I believe every single episode that we have recorded is available on YouTube. So don't hesitate to check that out. You can also check out our Facebook page, On the Arts with Michael and Christina Harding. Now, that was all the business stuff <laughs> right there. Uh, Dale, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me again. And Dale... It, who are you? Who the heck are you? Why are you here in, in St. George? Oh, boy. Um, well, like you said, my name is Dale Hoops. I hail from Laramie, Wyoming. That's where I was born and raised. Um, I'm the youngest of six kids. Uh, <laughs> the reason I um, ended up here in St. George was um, a wonderful theater professor of mine, Jamie Young, who you've had, you said you had before, um, he taught at Western Wyoming Community College up in Rock Springs, Wyoming, and um, that's where I attended school for my associates in fine arts um, in musical theater. And uh, then a couple of years later, he moved down here to start Brigham's Playhouse, if you've ever been there. And uh, he texted me and, and said, would you come help us out? And I was like, yes, I'd love to, to come help you out. So that's how I came to be here in sunny St. George. <laughs> when he said come down and help us out, did he mean come down as a director, as a performer, or just to be one of the people who found this theater? Um, to to be, I think, to be one of the, the actors um, initially. Um, I think the only reason I've become a, a director, quote-unquote, is out of necessity, probably. Um, the You know, the art of necessity. But uh, I... Sorry, I've lost my train of thought. So yeah, I think he he had seven, I believe, four four guys and three girls um, around my age that helped him initially, along with you know himself and his family and and the other owners and and his family. Um, they were the ones that started it. So he he needed lots of actors and you know technicians to help run things. So that's what he um, 
wanted me to do initially, which is what I've been doing the last five years anyway. So, <laughs> Well, you say uh, that there are a lot of things to be done in the theater. That's something we've touched on on the show several times, is that for every actor you see on stage, there are quite a few backstage making things happen, whether it be during the performance or in the administrative office. Exactly. There are lots to do. Yeah, totally. So what are you looking to do with your life? You, you've gone from school, Western Wyoming, mm-hmm. uh, and you've come down to help Jamie Young at Brigham's Theater. Are, are you going to be here the rest of your life? What's going on? Well, um, I coming down here, I was just uh, initially paid to be a performer here. Um, and then some things changed um, a little bit at the, at the Playhouse. Um, so I was more paid to do um, more technical things. So I quickly learned, you know, if, if you want to make a paycheck, you quickly learn to, to do other things. So I um, got really interested in stage management, um, which I had never really, well, I've always wanted to do it when I was at school at Western Wyoming Community College, but I was always booted out of the class for a, <laughs> a technical theater major needed the class more than me. So they always kicked me out. But it. Um, I know, right? Um, so I've, I've really... Um, gotten my feet well I've got my whole body wet with that one because you just jump right in you ha- there's no turning back but um, and then with lighting design just a whole bunch of technical aspects that I never thought I would be really interested in um, I've become interested in here just because you know there has been very little um, very little to choose from for people to do it I guess is what I'm trying to say and so um, I've been one of the only ones left at the playhouse that they're like, hey, do this. And I'm like, okay, I'll volunteer. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, um, my plan was to kind of stay here for a good long time. But um, recently, in the last year or so, just with the idea of stage management, um, I have decided to go back to school up at the University of Utah. So, I've been accepted into their um, into the school, and then I will be going into their stage management program in the fall. Very so, nice. Yeah, 10 years after I went to college the first time, so it's kind of <laughs> kind of be scary, but it'll be it'll be fun. I think it's wonderful with artists particularly how we have to keep growing, we have to keep learning mm-hmm. things. Otherwise we get a little stale. Exactly. I think. Yeah. And that's you came here as a performer initially. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that your undergraduate work was in performing training. It was. Yep, mm-hmm. Jamie was my uh, one of my professors. I I had several, but he was my, you know, my main musical theater um, the guru. Yes. Yeah. You could say, <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, we're putting you on a pedestal right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's when you went to school, did you already know that you wanted to go towards theater or did you have the experience of searching around for what you wanted? Um, well, it's kind of funny. It's my mom's fault really. So she's, <laughs> we're so blaming I, her. I know I, for the, the lack of money that I make, it's all her fault. No, I'm just kidding. Um, when I was in like junior high and, and high school, well, junior high, they they did some musicals. They were kind of, uh, you know, those low-budget knockoff musicals that aren't true, like Broadway musicals and whatnot. And I was always um, involved with those, but I had always really wanted to do, you know, a real musical. And then when I got to high school, the drama teacher and the choir teacher, they kind of butted heads. Um from from what I heard, that might be not true, but I don't know. Um, but they never did a musical at all when I was in high school, and I had always wanted to, and um, and so I didn't do much theater in in high school. And one time, my mom was like, "Hey, you you've always wanted to do this this musical theater thing," and uh, 
and I hear that this guy, Jamie Young, is a teacher at, at uh, Western Wyoming Community College. And so that's how I kind of got directed there. I was just going to go to the University of Wyoming and, and teach choir for the rest of my life. And, but then my mom kind of rerouted my life a <laughs> little bit, as mothers are prone to do. So. Right. Well, that's right. You said you were the youngest of six. Uh-huh. Uh, are your older siblings into the arts at all, or is it yeah. a real diverse group? My sister, Candace, she, uh, oh, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but she, I think she has her bachelor's degree in piano performance. She's an incredible pianist. Um, and then um, my brothers, both my brothers play guitar and drums um, phenomenally, phenomenally. Uh, can't speak. Um, and <laughs> As then, actors, we can only speak things that are written for yeah. us. And then, like my my two other sisters, uh, DJ and Abby, they are great dancers. They've been. Um, I think they. One of them still teaches dance, and then one of them was the the dance coach um, for my high school team when I was in high school. So that was that was kind of fun <laughs> to have her be there when I was going to high school and as a teacher. But well, yeah. you mentioned earlier, you're certainly not making a lot of money. Uh, in the theater. And by the way, I tell everybody, if you want to make money, theater is not the way to go. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I have to bust a myth out there. And, and as a teacher, I get this from my students all the time, mostly from my students, or I should say through my students, what their parents are saying, you'll never make a living. Now, I have to tell you, that's not true. It That might be true, like with anything, if you don't really put yourself into it. Exactly. But making a living in the theater, it is totally possible. It's just contract work. You line up your contracts. And there are times when the contracts are hard to come by. Uh, survival jobs sometimes need to be had. But it would be like any other contract profession. You just go out there, you hustle, you're going to do okay. Mm -hmm. Depending on where you are, of course, if there's no paying theater around, you got a problem. Exactly. But uh, it's totally possible to do. Now, were both of your, your parents supportive when you said, hey, I don't just want to study this, I'm going to do it? Yeah, I don't... I don't ever remember them. I, I think that they they knew I wasn't good at any other thing, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, I, I, remember, I remember talking to both of them specifically on different occasions about it. And, you know, you always hear, you always see on, on movies like the, the parent not being supportive of, you know, of a kid going into the arts. But both of mine were really, are so, so supportive. In fact, they're both driving down... Um, my family group text messages talking about how they're driving down here to to see the the show that I'm in tomorrow. So they're coming tomorrow and and on the Saturday matinee. So they they drive ten hours to to see a show. So they they've always been super supportive of it. So that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I've heard of family group text where it's not a joyous thing that they're driving down. It's a threat that they're <laughs> driving down. So I think this is fantastic that you yeah. have this support. Now, uh, here in St. George, you've been here for a few years. Mm -hmm. And is this where you met your husband? It is, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, my husband's name is Mason, uh -huh. uh, Mason Hardy. He was going to school here at Dixie when we when we met. And then uh, a couple of months after that, I kind of pulled him in to do stuff theater-wise. He's done theater um, also growing up, um, so he, he loves it too. Uh, at least I hope so, or else he's a really good actor and <laughs> pretending for my sake. But, um, but yeah, this is where where we met. So got it. And that's actually something I've heard of and seen quite often. If you have one spouse that's in the theater or the arts, 
Quite often, the second will follow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or you, I guess there are three different kinds of marriages. There's the kind where you pull your spouse in and you both participate together. There's the kind where one is allowed to participate while the other <laughs> goes a different direction. Mm-hmm. And the third is where uh, the partner just basically says, I don't get it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Luckily, it sounds like you've got the first kind right there. I think we, a little bit of the second kind, too. I think because I'm, I'm very stubborn and I can get kind of fussy when it comes to theater. And so... Sometimes if we work together, we clash. <laughs> so, so, but for the most part, we work really well together. But um, so, yeah, probably a little bit of one and one and two there. Gotcha. <laughs> well, Christina and I, we actually have an agreement that for the sake of our marriage, we work together very rarely in oh, the theater. Yeah. Uh, but we've actually started to do projects together. I guess that's we've been married now almost ten years, mm-hmm. and we're now at a point where in our marriage we can actually work together and butt heads, but butt heads lovingly. Oh, good. And, yeah. <laughs> So, well, maybe we'll get there. We'll get there right. some, someday. I'm We've only sure. been, it's only been a year, so. Gotcha. Well, congratulations so, thank on you. that. Thanks so much. Now, you're going to be heading up north to the University of Utah mm-hmm. to study stage management. Uh, a lot of people wonder, how can you learn theater? How do you go to school and learn theater? And as a teacher, I can tell you, it's weird. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, this is something that it's taken my, my own father many, many decades to figure out uh, about me. I understand the world of theater. I understand the business. I have absolutely no understanding whatsoever of any other kind of business out there. Corporate America, I've got some stories about working the survival jobs there. And academia, it's a business that I don't, I'm not sure I quite understand. But the arts, I do. Mm -hmm. And as a teacher, though, quite often I'm asked to grade my students. I'm asked, (laughs) that's part of teaching, um, I'm asked to grade their performance. I'm asked to grade their monologue or yeah. grade their contribution. And I'll tell you, I still haven't figured out quite how to do that. Uh, so you're heading to school. What is it you want from going up there? Why take this time to study? Um, I think what well, mostly this probably sounds bad and it'll probably change. But I think the thing I'm I'm really needing, um, I mean, I I do need a lot more experience, I think, in the realm of stage management because mm-hmm. the only experience I have is is here at the Playhouse where I've, I mean, I've gained so much experience there, which I'm so grateful for, but I know that, you know, there's other things to learn and other, you know, tricks and tips to, to help me become better um, in that in that field. Um, but at this point, I would just love, you know, a degree to to show to somebody to say, Hey, I do have experience. I do know what I'm talking about, hopefully. And so that I can, um, go on to get a job. So at this, at this point it is, um, just degree seeking for me because I, I feel like I do have, um, you know, somewhat necessary experience to, to stage manage other places. But, um, yeah. Does that make sense? I don't know it if does. I'm even making sense. I'm just talking off the top of my head. But That's, that's what we do here at <laughs> On the Arts. Uh, now, one of the things that I've noticed with a lot of our guests, and also just in my own life, working as an artist uh, out there in various realms, is that the most complete artists, the ones who seem to be the most productive, are the ones who step into very differing roles. Um, I know a lot of people who are just actors, or they are just directors, or they are just painters, and uh, painters, I'm going to keep the the trend going there. And they're great, they're wonderful, but there's a spark, there's something that's really exciting about the people who are willing to experiment in other realms. Like some of the best actors I know are very, 
very good stage managers or they're very, very good lighting designers or sound designers. I can't tell you the number of friends I have who are actors who blow me away with the breadth of knowledge they have uh, with music and instruments. And I love it when they just pick up a banjo and say, hey, have you ever played this? And they, that's my imitation of a banjo right there. You know, Or they know how to do woodworking. I have a friend who makes cigar box banjos for Pete's sake. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I think it's wonderful that you're going up to study something else. Well, thank you. If you have, where do you see yourself? These are all the questions actors hate to hear, but... You're a guest on the show. That's where do you see yourself in ten years? You're going to finish the program in four, and yeah, um, I mean, sometimes I just lay awake at night and I just think how cool it would be to to be like a an ASM or an SM on a a, a touring show, uh, just some some tour of, you know, I don't know, Wicked. I don't know. That's just <laughs> you know the standard musical theater answer, Wicked. But right, um, just some show that. That tours the country. I think that would be so much fun. I mean, a lot of hard work, but so you probably wouldn't get to see a lot of. I've never been on a tour of, of anything, but you probably wouldn't get to see a lot of things. But just to to stage manage a show that goes across the country, I think that would be so much fun. Just a lot of traveling and 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 putting up a show, you know, for three weeks in one city and moving it to the next. I think that would be so much fun. I'll tell you, so. that, that used to be the contract to get in the theater was a tour contract oh, really? as actors, as stage management, because the money is amazing. Um, they pay you quite a bit. And, of course, most of the actors, they do maintain a, a residence in New York quite often mm-hmm. or, or somewhere else. But if you don't have a residence, per se, and you just go out on this tour for anywhere from three months to sometimes years, you're making some really good money. You don't have the rent to pay. Sure. And I know a lot of actors who, when their bank accounts start getting <coughs> low— Sorry. That, that's okay. They, they simply say, hey, I'm going to go get a tour and uh, build oh, their money back that up. Was, that's awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, I, I guess that is changing a little bit. You're, uh, you're not a union actor. Uh, oh, no, not yeah. at all. Not, not, not at all. <laughs> that, that used to keep a lot of us out of the, uh, certain jobs, jobs and such. I used to have uh, an equity card, and that's all sort of a long story right there. But uh, it used to be that these tours were all equity and union. And now it's quite a controversy. That was where you made the money. Now they're offering the non-union contracts. Oh, no kidding. And the thing is, you're just making what you would at any regional theater, an SPT, a small professional theater, or uh, sometimes a little bit more. But uh, that's actually a big controversy in the theater right now. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's a, yeah, hopefully, I hope your dream comes true, and I hope you get one of those equity tours out there. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. (laughs) And I'll tell you, it's really... I know a lot of people who take their spouse on tours and such. Quite often, they'll be on stage together. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've quite gotten. I've heard of yeah some stories of you know somebody's in the show and then the spouse is selling merchandise you know during intermission <laughs> or before the show and whatnot. But right, yeah. I've heard of a lot of artistic marriages that are under a bit of a strain because they're both <laughs> actors. And maybe one is working all the time and the other is just like yeah, good for you. Uh, oh great. sure. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure it all works out and such. So uh, you're going to be stage managing and such. Do you want to stay in Salt Lake City? Do you want to go somewhere else maybe? Um, I mean, we're, you know, wherever the wind takes me from there, I think, um, takes us, Mason and I, from there. Um, he'll also be going to school for, for communications, so we'll have that to, to negotiate through, um, navigate through, I guess. Um, I would love to, to not stop performing i would love to to still you know audition for as much as i can up there um when i have the time just because mm-hmm. you know the 
the theater scene up there is is just it's pretty great. vibrant. Yeah. yeah, so I would um, I'd love to try and and audition for as many things as I can up there while going to school and um, even after I, I get the degree, if I don't you know go into that right away, if I still want to try to perform, just yeah, just try and do all of it. Gotcha. <laughs> well, it's pretty lofty, I guess. We're actually, as is always the case with all of these segments, we're coming up at the end of our first segment oh, here. Okay. Uh, the time really does start flying when we get talking and such. Yeah, I guess I'm not as nervous as I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, usually our guests, they start relaxing as we start talking, and then by the end of the show, they say, hey, I didn't get to half the things I wanted to talk about. <laughs> but uh, I, I do look forward to talking more, not only about your goals and where you're going, but also get a little more information on how you trained. Uh, how did you train to be a dancer, for example? Uh, you dance very, very well, as I saw in Annie at St. George Musical oh, Theater, <laughs> as well as Crazy for You, which you're performing in right now at Brigham's uh, Playhouse. Yep. Uh, there's a fair amount of dancing, I understand, in bit. that show. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I am looking forward to talking to you more and maybe just learning more about Dale Hoops. We'll be right back after news and weather. Next on Footlight Parade, strike up the band, Great Broadway Overtures, ranging from George Gershwin's musical of the same name to Julie Stein's Gypsy. I'm Bill Rudman, inviting you to join me each week right here as we celebrate Sounds of the American Musical. Footlight Parade, Sunday evenings at 8 on Radio St. George 100.3. Hey, you know Bucci? I know Bucci from JL Auto Connections. Bucci just hooked up Radio Dixie with a sound system for our golf cart. Yeah, he did that. Custom audio installs and video and security for your vehicle. Mm-hmm, yeah, he does that too. And after doing this for 34 years, Bucci knows that custom personal touch for your car audio at JL Auto Connections, 990 North, 1400 West in St. George. If you are a faculty or staff member here at DSU and interested in the use of fire extinguishers, we invite you to join us on April 30th starting at 9 a.m. where DSU will be holding a hands-on training course for those who are interested in extinguishing fires safely with fire extinguishers that can be found all around campus. This course will take place in the parking lot between the heating plant and the Campus View Suites and will end at 3 p.m. Again, this course is only for DSU faculty and staff. RadioStGeorge.com is the website, and you can do everything from there. Listen to live audio or view live video. Listen and subscribe to podcasts. View Facebook and YouTube videos from past shows. See the latest tweet or Facebook post. Submit information or find contact resources. It's all online. www.RadioStGeorge.com Thank you for listening to Radio St. George at 100.3 FM. Welcome back to Radio St. George 100.3 with On the Arts. And now your hosts, Michael and Christina Harding. And we are back. This is Michael Harding for On the Arts. And we have a special guest in the studio today, Dale Hoops. Now, I want to throw out there that his last name is spelled H-O-O-P-E-S. And a lot of people say hoops. Isn't that correct? That is right, yes. But it's not hoops. It is hoops. 
hoops. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I imagine you mentioned that there were some, I didn't imagine, you actually did mention this, but uh, I imagine there are a lot of people who just go with hoops and we leave it at that. Yeah, and that's totally fine with me. I'm sure my family would probably cringe about that, but <laughs> right. I'm fine. I've answered it answered the hoops all my life, so it's totally fine. <laughs> gotcha. Well, getting into a little bit about the training of this, I actually heard something that rankled me. I used the word rankled. Yeah, that's a cool that's, word. I've I, never heard that before. I'm actually really <laughs> excited by that. Uh, I was rankled out in public the other day because there was a child who was having a temper tantrum. And I have no problems with that. Children will have temper tantrums. Great. What rankled me, I'm going to see how many times I can use that in the next half hour. Uh, what really rankled me was what the parents said. And I've heard this over and over and over in my life. You are so dramatic, you're going to make a wonderful actor. <laughs> and I'll tell you, that the reason that rankles me is, yes, there are a lot of really over-dramatic actors. I, I think anybody who knows actors or artists can agree on that. But I have to say, the majority of the fantastic actors out there that I know are actually rather shy and reserved and such. And what they've done is they've really focused on their building of their craft. So it's not just about having that personality. It's about having put time into training. And I guess that gets into why people go to school or go to study at other schools and such. What kind of training do you have dance-wise? I've seen you. You're a marvelous dancer. Oh, thank uh, you. How did you get there? Um, well, my uh, the, the extent of my dance training kind of um, is it started when I was in uh, probably fifth or sixth grade. I can't remember. Um, after I saw singing in the rain for the first time, my aunt showed, showed it to me and I saw it and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen him in my life. I got to get closer to the microphone. Yes. Um, so, uh, that was me using my actor training <laughs> to indicate to you to get closer. Um, so yeah, that it started about then I took, um, jazz, uh, jazz tap class so it was 30 minutes oh gosh it was a long time ago 30 minutes of jazz and then 30 minutes of tap just an hour a week um from robin geiss in her basement <laughs> this um, is a her, shout out her for robin geiss. basement studio it was pretty cool um so i took i think that was about three years um and then i didn't have any any dance training really until um until i went to college and then i took a lot of um a modern dance and Sort of ballet. I can <laughs> I can kind of pretend to be a, a ballet dancer if I need to be, but you can definitely tell, oh, he's not trained. But I can um, stand at the bar and not fall down. That's me my, too. Yeah. yeah. But uh, and I I can pass uh, with some modern dance. But yeah, that's kind of the extent of my dance training. Most of it is you know tap mm -hmm. um, training. So do you choreograph as well? I do. Yeah. I um, I choreographed a. Ever since junior high is when I started like kind of choreographing tap. I would choreograph for myself and and then for the junior high musicals. Um, so I I do like a lot of musical theater esque um, dance. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but which uh, you mentioned that you're a musician as well, and of course you kind of have to be to be in musical theater. A choral directing is what you talked about. Yeah, I was a big choir nerd. All through my entire life, junior high, well, elementary school, really, um, junior high, the city children's choir, and then um, in high school, my senior year, I was in like five choir classes and out of the eight periods for, for my senior year. But um, yeah, I big choir nerd. <laughs> do, do you compose as well? 
Um, no. <laughs> I <laughs> we wish. Found a limit. Oh, I wish I could, but I'm. I do not have that that talent. I can kind of plunk out little melodies on the piano if I'm like, oh, I want to write a song, and then I kind of quit halfway through because I'm like, ah, oh, this is dumb. This is. Everyone's heard this type of melody before. <laughs> What's well, nothing irritates me more than when I sit down to write a melody and it's beautiful, it's wonderful, and then I find out somebody stole that melody from me a hundred years before. Oh, sure. That's really irritating. Oh, during a, a music theory class in in high school, I thought I wrote this thing, and then I a couple of years later I was listening to a song from the LDS Children's Songbook, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh. That's the exact same melody. I just, my subconscious just stole that melody and put it in my, but I got an A, so that was great. Good for you. I'll go and change a note or two yeah, and then right? claim it as my own. It, it wasn't exact, thank goodness, but it was it was pretty darn close. But I remember I was, uh, I'm by no means an accomplished musician or composer, but I, I, I did he as well. And I remember in high school, for an English class, we had to read Hamlet. Mm-hmm. and then do something creative with it. This was in AP oh, wow. English. And I've talked a little bit about my AP English teacher before, Mrs. Supa. Uh, again, I'm doing a shout-out to you, Mrs. <laughs> Supa, who's in Virginia, so I, I don't think she can hear this. But we wrote Hamlet, the rock opera. Oh, uh, nice. Myself and two friends. And I actually have a recording of it oh, uh, cool. back at my mother's house back in Virginia, and I pulled it out and listened to it one time. It's terrible. <laughs> it is just plain terrible. And... I think every composer that's ever lived up to this day, and I'm going all the way back to the caveman who said, I kill buffalo, you know, any of them, I think they're glad I didn't steal anything from them. (laughs) It was pretty awful. So uh, you're going to go up to stage manage and such. Do you ever do straight theater? The theater with no singing, no dancing? (coughs) Excuse me. Um, I think I've... Because uh, you kind of mentioned it during our, our little break, and so I started counting in my head. I, I think I've only done seven shows that are non-musicals and what in were my they? entire life. Um, the first one, I believe, was um, Twilight Walk, uh, I think. But- I was in... High school. It was a Twilight th- Walk. Are we talking the vampire novels here? Or? No, no, not Twilight. No, no, no. <laughs> it was. I don't even remember what it was about because I was in the first act. I was um, Grandpa Number Two or Old Man Number Two that played chess <laughs> with my good friend Jarek. We just played chess. It was in a park. The whole thing Dramatic. was set in a, in a park, and we just played chess. And then in the third act, I was boy with harmonica so i got to learn the harmonica i guess it was kind of a musical part right but uh, so there was that one and then anatomy of gray not gray's anatomy but anatomy of gray and then uh i was in a couple of shows i was in uh, oh you you actually were just involved right with um kelly olsen in flowers for algernon yeah, right uh-huh. i was in that um back in college i was charlie gordon mm-hmm. um and then i was in you've probably heard of this one too the oh it's such a long name, but the shortened name is Marat Saad. Mm-hmm. It was the worst experience of my entire life, I have to Whoa. tell you. It was awful. And I hope that the people that directed it can hear this. They probably can't, but right. it was the worst. <laughs> I hated every minute of it. So it whenever the, That's a tough play. It, was it the production? or I? Well, I think the... I mean, the set was really cool, <laughs> and I just didn't understand it. I'm not that smart. 
I guess. I just was... Anything to do with the French Revolution, to tell you the truth, I'm just whoosh, like Les Mis. I'm probably going to get shot for saying this, but I, <laughs> it's not my favorite. Whoa. Um, I know, right? And actually, uh, we're in the same camp on that one. Oh, cool. Um, I, I do like it, and I loved it when it I came out. I think the music is beautiful. It's great to fall asleep to. But <laughs> Well, that's my problem, and I'm sorry to get off track a little bit here, but with Les Miserables, I loved it. And, of course, when it came out, I had the album, but mm-hmm. I didn't have the entire album of everything. Mm. And I, I never realized quite how repetitious that musical is. Yeah. Over, <laughs> oh, again. It's kind of like the Lord of the Rings, and then they run. It's the same thing over and over. I'm sorry, I totally got off No, that that was... And then just some other things. I just did Murder on the Nile at the Brigham's Playhouse, which was fun. Agatha Christie, isn't that? Yeah, yeah. And I... Hadn't done a, a regular straight play for a long time, and so I was, and I love the the um, woman that directed it. She's one of my great friends. So and I, who was that? Her name is Anna Beck. Anna Beck. Yeah, she's done a couple things at the Playhouse as well, um, acting wise. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time she's direct. She's directed a lot, but the first time she's directed at the Playhouse, and so I was like, oh, I want to, want to be a part of that. So, yeah. So only just a, a handful of of straight plays I've been involved with. Gotcha. So. Well, let me ask you, I mentioned earlier that we had a ceramicist on, and that was Shane Christensen. This was mm-hmm. all the way back in season one. Um, and we spent a lot of time talking about pigeons because that was something that he loved and kept him really mm-hmm. jazzed. Uh, what's up with you? What do you do besides theater? Do you have any time to do anything besides theater? Um, I, I'm trying to find other things to do because, you know, it, it, get, it does get so involved where, you, you know, you kind of just get swallowed up. Um, so, I mean, right now that's, it's been my entire life the last three months with, um, opening crazy for you at the playhouse. Cause I was director choreographer and I'm in the show. And so, so yeah, I'm trying to branch out and, and do some other fun things that's not theater related, but, um. Yeah, it's it's mostly theater, unfortunately. Well, or fortunately, however you look at it, I guess. I All those actors who are unemployed are saying, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I've been super lucky to to <laughs> to have what I've I've been given. So Well and I've seen you of course at Brigham's Playhouse, but also at St. George Musical Theater. Uh, have you worked in any of the other theaters around town? I no, I haven't. I've been asked several times. Um, but I've always been committed to other things. I feel so bad because, you know, sometimes they'll ask, like, hey, are you available to play this part because this person got sick or, you know, quit the show, and I'm like, oh, I wish I could. That'd be so fun, but I have always been committed elsewhere. But the only other theater that I've been able to work with would was uh, St. George Musical Theater. The first time was with your wife in Annie, mm-hmm. um, which was so much fun. Um, she mentioned, I think when you were talking with Jamie she mentioned we shared a dressing room together yes. so that she said she knew all my secrets so <laughs> I know a couple of hers but uh, no oh, I'm do just tell. kidding no. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah I did that one and then uh, Saturday's Warrior and then I was asked to step in for Singing in the Rain for closing weekend because um, their Cosmo Brown um, had a, a prior commitment so I Got it. understudied that that part for just the closing weekend. <laughs> but, but you got plenty of notice for that, I'm hoping? I did, yeah, from the very beginning. So I got to go to, you know, any performance that I was available for, and I took notes on entrances and exits and, and took video of choreography so I could learn it on the side, And which actually is my favorite. I'm not, this probably sounds terrible, but I'm not the 
the best in rehearsals. I get so impatient and I just want to get the work done. And sometimes it doesn't go as fast as I want it to. I need to learn patience. But um, grad school will do that. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> it's just so I I've had an opportunity several times to kind of fill in for different things in an emergency type setting. And I I love that because I don't have to. I don't have to rehearse as much. I don't know. I just love getting into the space with the people that, you know, they already know their part. And if I can know my part on the side and kind of just do this big splash scene with them where I'm just kind of feeding off of them and they're feeding off of me. And I I just love that. So rehearsals are good too. So for all you theater people, rehearsals are good. Do rehearsals them. are good. Now I have to say one of my favorite phrases, and this came from one of my grad experiences over uh, in England at University of Exeter, is we would do shake in a day. And oh. literally go to a pub. Everything happens in a pub over in England. I don't care what it is. It happens in a pub. And we would have this big wheel with every single show of Shakespeare's on it. Oh, wow. And we'd spin it at 6 p.m. And whatever show it landed on at 6 p.m. the following night, we would perform a full-out production oh, of it. Oh, my I'm word. I'm talking lights, costumes, off, book, makeup, everything. And... uh I learned a lot from that. Yeah, I but imagine so. Particularly the phrase, rehearsal is for wimps. <laughs> and, the, and please know, I, I don't totally ascribe to that. But in fact, the cast of Flowers for Algernon got me a t-shirt. I directed that. Mm-hmm. And it said on it, rehearsal is for wimps. Oh, funny. Because I used it all the time. Yeah. Oh, that, that would be terrifying, but so much fun. I know that I was at the University of Wyoming for just a, a year um, before I, I came back here. But... Um, they would do those. I don't even know what they would call what they called it, but it was um, where you'd have um, a marathon, basically, where you'd have a play. The playwright class would write a play, like a one act, and then they'd give it to the designers, and it would all come together within 24 hours. Right. I was never a part of it, but I watched some of them happen, and I was like, "Wow, that is insane! How you're just able to." do the whole thing in 24 hours. And some of them are really good. You're like, yeah. wow, that was great. But some of them, you know, you're like, oh. <laughs> kind of what you'd that expect. That was rough, but. But I know that, yeah, that's been something that uh, pretty much every theater I've ever worked at has something like that. Mm-hmm. And I know here, uh, we've tried it here at Dixie before. I know Tuacon High School does it. Oh, it's really? uh, It's certainly not a new thing, but mm-hmm. man, it's fun. And when, for people who do it for the first time, it is an experience. Yeah, I've never been a part of one, but I'd love to. To try it out because it sounds maybe not Shakespeare because Shakespeare scares me. But uh, <laughs> let me tell you, it got to the point where sometimes Shakespeare came out of our mouths, sometimes not. <laughs> it was about telling the story. Yeah, but uh, it, I think you would probably do quite well with it, just from what I can see, just because you talk about that jolt and the excitement of getting out there with people who are already experienced, mm-hmm. and there's kind of that adrenaline rush. I know a lot of actors who hate to understudy. They just say, oh, my gosh, I hope I don't have to go on. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. And I have to say, I, I don't quite get that. If I'm understudying, I want to go on. Exactly, yeah. I want to play. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So, uh, so you, you like to understudy, which is great to know. You're going to do well in any city that you go to <laughs> as far as an actor. You're going to have some stage management skills. Certainly, you're going to work everywhere, wherever you go. What about on the technical side, as far as lighting and sound and things of that sort? Um, I really, I really, really enjoy lighting. Um, I the the only um, training I have really is is here again at the Playhouse, just out of necessity. Um, but I, so so I would love to take more classes in you know actual 
technique of of hanging lights and and from our our space to you know any other typical um, theater space, it's so very different because it, you know it's a rehearsal or it's a reception hall converted into a theater. So we just right. have our own set of of strange. You can't do this, but you can do this, <laughs> which would be flip flopped, I'm sure, with any real theater. But not that we're not a real theater, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Jamie Young uh, is thinking, I know, what? He's like, Why are you talking about this? Um, no, well, but we, uh, you know what I mean. We, we've made a point before of talking about how intimate and charming the space is at yeah. Brigham's. And I, I just have to say it one more time. I've said it many times. The smell of cookies, the cookies. baking during the first <laughs> half is, is yes, heaven. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, wh- which one is your favorite? Uh, the cookies? Yes. Oh, I got to say chocolate chip. Oh, the chocolate chip or the chocolate chocolate chip? Well, you know, I when I say chocolate chocolate chip, the grin grows <laughs> upon my face. But uh, Nice. The more chocolate, the better. But. I feel you there. That one or the snickerdoodle, those are my two go-tos. Everybody loves the... Uh, the caramel apple oatmeal. I haven't tried it yet, which is probably sinful of me, but I, I just stick with what I like. It's probably my my dad's fault, but that's <laughs> that's okay. That's how it is. Anyway, that's it. No, that's okay. So uh, you've worked at two different theaters in town. One of the things that I've always been struck by are the personalities of theaters, and that's in any big city. Mm-hmm. Um, in Seattle, where I did a lot of work up there. I noticed it was very different working at Seattle Rep than from Seattle Children's Theater, from the Intamon. It was just different groups of people. And mm-hmm. I found myself um, aligning myself, if you will, with just the groups of people that I fit in with and that I worked really well together. You've clearly found a good family at Brigham's. Mm-hmm. Uh, y- your name is rather synonymous with Brigham's Playhouse <laughs> right now. Um, let's see, are there other theaters in town that you're kind of thinking, I would love to work there? This is your opportunity, Mr. Hoops, of uh, <laughs> putting it out there. Um, I mean, I would, like I said, I've been asked by several, by stage door, you know, they've been in a jam sometimes when they've lost people. Um, and I've been asked by Hurricane um, to to do things, but I've just always been over committed elsewhere. Um, so I would love to, to branch out and, and, um, and work for them. I think I just stay, the, the reason I came to St. George in the, in the first place was to, um, was to work for Brigham's Playhouse. So I think Mm -hmm. I always kind of have that loyalty. So it's nothing against any of the other, you know, theaters in town. They all do amazing work. I just, I just always feel that pull. Um, I, and I, I can't even explain why. I think mm-hmm. it's mostly, you know, because I have this father figure in, in Jamie Young that, um, gosh, now you're gonna get me to cry on the radio. <laughs> but I'm I the think, Barbara Walters yeah, of know, Saint right? George. Ugh. But um, I, I just feel this loyalty towards him. Um, not in like a you have to stay here and do theater. It's more of a I, I get to stay here and I get to create here, um, in my home. If that makes sense. absolutely so. Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about the body of work out there. You've certainly done a lot of work here in St. George. What are some musicals that you're thinking, we haven't done, I'd like to do this? Um, One of my all-time favorites, which I don't know if it would, um, you know, go over well in in St. George in the southern Utah area, maybe it would, um, is Parade. Oh, Um, yeah. But, I mean, and we, we don't quite have the the diversity to probably do that down here anyway. Well, it's but very racially charged. It is, certainly. yeah. But it's so, oh, the story is just absolutely gorgeous. I just love, um, you know, the story of, of Leo Frank and 
and just I just love it. And uh, the music that Jason Robert Brown has written is mm-hmm. just absolutely gorgeous. And so I'd love to do that one day. I don't know if it would happen down here in in southern Utah, but but one day, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Gotcha. Um, like, are there any particular roles that you'd like to take on? Maybe in uh, some of the larger uh, musicals. You mentioned Wicked, which of course everybody oh, goes yeah. to. But. Um, j- just like dream role type yeah, things. Dream roles. Oh, well, I've been actually really lucky to to play a lot of the roles that I've wanted to play. Um, my one of my first shows at the Playhouse was um, Mary Poppins. I got to play Bert, which was so much fun. With opposite um, my one of my very, very close friends, Kylie Ogswala, who played Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. So that was a dream come true. I loved that. And that was Varlo Davenport uh, did the sets for that, didn't he? He did, yeah. And we had some incredible um, chimney to- rooftops that were stationary in the back the whole time. Oh, it was so cool. Well, talking about diversified artists, he's one that he does costumes, he does sets, oh, yeah. uh, he does lighting quite well. And one of the finest actors and acting teachers I've seen here in Utah, actually. Yeah, yeah. I have, I've only, I think I've only met him once during the the process mm-hmm. of Mary Poppins, but I've I've heard you know everybody sings his praises. Um, but yeah, I think I've only met him the one time, just right. briefly. <laughs> He's a personality you probably remember that yeah. meeting. <laughs> um, and then yeah, as far as roles, like uh, I've also been lucky enough to to play um, Starbuck in One Ten in the Shade. Oh yeah, um, which I absolutely love. And back to the question of straight plays, I'd love to play really any part in in the Rainmaker, which is the you know the the play that One Ten in the Shade is yeah based on. Um, but yeah, so I that's the good thing about about being at the Playhouse is that I am lucky enough to play a lot of roles that I maybe wouldn't get the chance to otherwise or you know, so I've I've been really blessed in that aspect of Gotcha. theater. That's it sounds like you've got an incredibly bright future in this. I mean, you certainly have the drive. You're young enough. I'm saying this, you know, very wryly. Yeah, you're young enough, Mr. <laughs> Hoops. Uh, no, I'll tell you, I, I, I'm actually very happy with the career I've had as well. But uh, yeah, you do look at a younger person and say, I remember that energy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, so you're going to go to school and such. Do you, uh, in, you said you wanted to tour around a little bit. Is there another city you're looking at maybe planting some roots? Um, I've always, I've always wanted to live in Boston. Mm-hmm. My aunt lives in Boston, and and Mason have, and I have have talked about it several times. But I have just always loved it. Mostly, not even for like a theater. I know that they have a lot of of theater there, um, from what I've heard. But mostly for the the historical part of it. Yeah, there was I a loved, famous tea party. I understand. Yeah, 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 just a famous a yeah, little yeah. tea party. But uh, <laughs> I just love anything back east. I don't. I just love the colonial feel. I guess. Gotcha. I'm a. a history nerd of sorts um not not huge but i just love anything old <laughs> so i would love to live in boston i think i went there once when my aunt got married and i just fell in love with it and so gotcha. i haven't been back since but hopefully one day well i'll tell you you just uh, struck a chord in my heart i went to school down in williamsburg virginia oh cool uh with of course rather colonial down yeah. there oh yeah just a little and i'll tell you i saw the movie pocahontas this ages me just a little <laughs> bit but i saw pocahontas disney's pocahontas and it was really weird to see Jamestown, which I visited, you know, pretty much every other week, animated on yeah. screen. Oh yeah, I wouldn't even th- have thought of that. That's funny. That was just a very weird, weird experience. <laughs> but uh, Dale, I have to tell you, as is always the case, we're out of time. Oh wow! Uh, here on the show, the time really does fly. It's a pleasure to actually get to know you after having heard your name 
uh, gosh, for years and years now. Well, thank you. And now my wife, uh, <laughs> she'll be happy to say, you know, Dale, and she doesn't have to say, that guy. <laughs> I can say, oh, yeah, the guy we talked to. But, Dale, thank you very much for being with us. Yeah, you bet. Thank you for having me. Thank you to all of our listeners for listening to this show. And we hope that you'll join us next Tuesday and Thursday at 4 p.m. We'll have two of our final shows for Season 3. And we hope until then, you keep your focus on the arts. You've been listening to On the Arts with Michael and Christina Harding. Search Facebook, YouTube, Podbean, Spotify for Radio St. George to view video and podcasts of this show or go to RadioStGeorge.com. Join us Tuesdays and Thursdays at 4 for On the Arts on Radio St. George 100.3.